Hello, and welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 340 for March 14th, 2022. Today's guest is musician and podcaster Jack Stafford. We'll be talking about his podcast, Pod Songs, where musicians interview inspirational people in service to others as inspiration for a brand new song. We'll be listening to some of those songs and going into a pretty deep yet accessible excursion into spirituality. This is a really great conversation. Like, I can't think of a more perfect guest uh, for the podcast, aside from all the other podcast guests I've had who have all been perfect in their own ways. Jack Stafford is especially perfect for the type of thing I like to talk about. You'll hear more. Uh, By the way, I'm your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller based in New York City. On this podcast, I have conversations with fellow creators who use their creativity to change the world. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for 16 years, over 16 years. If you like what you hear, subscribe using the colorful buttons in the sidebar and footer at MikeyPod.com. If it exists at this time, more on that in a minute, or search MikeyPod in your favorite podcast directory. If you'd like to know more about me, you can stop by my website at michaelheron.com. If it exists right now, you'll hear more on that later. Hit me up on social media everywhere as at michaelheron or email me at mikeypod at gmail.com. Hello. I'm back. (laughs) It's been a while since the last podcast. That just happens around here. If you've been listening for a long time, you know the drill. I hope you're all doing fine. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling more and more like settled into whatever our world is right now. And I do want to throw out there that my pod, my my websites, I mentioned this in the last couple of episodes and it's still happening, um, are under construction. So everything's there, but it looks weird. And it makes me not want to put anything on it. But I got to keep this podcast going. I've got some great interviews and I'm doing some new interviews. So I, I got to get things moving. <laughs> but really, I don't have any other check-ins uh, aside from those things. Uh, we might as well just get right into the interview. And I want to go ahead and play some music from Jack. We're going to be hearing some of his songs. And this one is called You Are Responsible. And after this, we'll hear from Jack. Could you shoot a cow, stab a goat? Hold a little sheep and slit its throat. Would you feed a pig a diet that includes euthanized pets that have been dried and sold as protein concentrates? Then slaughter it and slice it up, eat its guts, then grind up whatever's left to feed to growing piglets. This is you, I'm afraid it's true, cause the men who do, they work for you. Disseminate a cow in a very, very painful way Then nine months later come back and take its baby away Then drag that calf down into your basement And never ever let it see light again Chain it up and box it into the wall so it can't sit down Give it a diet of liquid food so it lives with diarrhea This is you, I'm afraid it's true the men who do, they work for you. You are responsible. You are responsible. You are responsible. Thank you. 
your children hormones in the interests of economics or give them health complications of a daily diet of animal antibiotics or have them absorb the emotions of an animal that lived a tortured life and thoughts from the mind of the man who shot him through the head It's you, I'm afraid it's true If only they knew the things they chew This is you, it's all you If only you knew, well now you do That was We Are Responsible from Jack Stafford, who is joining me right now. Podcaster, musician, I introduced you earlier in this show, so. Hello, Michael. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. There's so much to talk to you about. And you're one of those people that when I'm preparing for the interview, I'm like, how? I can't. Like, <laughs> there's so much work that you've done. This is going to be a long interview. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've allotted a seven-hour block today to make sure we cover That's everything. Good. Only seven. <laughs> well, well, this is just part one. This is going to be like a Netflix series, you know, where, <laughs> you know, you get me on for one and you can use me as content for the next for the rest of the year. And then in the last episode, people will be clamoring like, please, one more season. <laughs> so you're a musician, obviously. We just listened to one of your songs. Maybe we could talk about um, uh, the song that we just listened to, We Are Responsible. Okay. Well, I interview, I have a podcast called Pod Songs and I interview people and I write songs about them. I interview people in service to others as inspiration for a new song because after writing so many songs about myself, my my likes and dislikes love life it's boring so i started this podcast in lockdown uh during covid19 i don't know if you've heard about this no I, it sounds vaguely familiar okay well it's this virus that's going around and we were all locked in our houses uh in the last year in 2020 and being a musician used to getting around you know i'm used to i'm used to spreading myself around and I needed an outlet. So podcast, I love podcasts, love talking about myself. I did lots of podcast interviews and I thought I could do that, you know. But as with as with uh, every podcast host, you need some theme, you need some identity. So and I'm a songwriter and I write songs about people I meet. So one plus one. Mm-hmm. And I started this pod songs. And um, that song we just heard, You're Responsible, was from episode 18 with uh, Neil Barnard who is Dr. Neil Barnard, who is a health professional, but also a campaigner for animal rights. And um, he really laid into me big time about being vegetarian, when the, still how animals suffer from, you know, getting the milk and everything like that. So I wrote a very angry song as his voice. So he was the inspiration for that. So I would never have written that song without him coming on the show. That's that's one of the things with your work that now I'm like, oh, I got to go back and listen to that episode because I know of Neil Barnard and that'd be a really cool conversation. Uh, yeah. Um, so the podcasting from lockdown was kind of a magical thing in my world. <laughs> was it for you too? I oh, felt like I was, you know, oh, I have a way of like oh, yeah. c- connecting <laughs> with people. How many podcasts started in 2020? I think the world podcast doubled but um yeah it was fantastic for me because because i'm offering to write a song for people i wrote to all the famous people who'd been on other podcasts and said because if i asked them for an interview there's no way in hell they would speak to me but i i got people like um lawrence krauss the scientist alan dershowitz who was donald trump's lawyer ag simpson's lawyer um all these big names who would never 
never speak to me, but because I'm offering to immortalize them with my through my words and music, um, the door's opened. Huh. So, yeah. That's really interesting. And how did you reach out? Just with emails? Yeah, just with an email. Yeah. I mean, I did reach out to a lot, so I really was... But I have done 100 episodes in the last year, so I did get a lot of responses and... Yeah, it's been going amazingly well. And um, now I'm trying to switch more to, because, you know, you can speak to these people, but they're just giving you the interview that they've given a hundred times before. You know, I don't, you might have this experience when you're researching people, you know, you listen to them on other podcasts and they're repeating the same jokes and the same, I know I do as well. Hmm. So I'm trying to be original for you, Michael. But, um, <laughs> Thank you. There's no guarantee, but... <laughs> So now I'm trying to, because of all the episodes, the ones that were the most enjoyable were were the ones for like Dr. Barnard, where you're doing songs for a good cause. Um, and as I was checking on your website, you know, there was all these cabaret for causes and um, uh, you play in a sanctuary for animals. And so I really feel I've come across a kindred spirit as with, with you. Yeah, it was interesting when I got your your press info. I was I you know those moments where you're like, "Oh, I wonder like who's this going to be?" And I looked at yourself I was like, "What? <laughs> this is like a perfect you're a perfect guest and like it's it's really great to be able to talk to you." Wow. <laughs> my, the pleasure is mine. I mean, because I am I'm hoping after this interview you can hook me up with some other musical activists who can come on the show. I'm, you know, I'm. I can't pretend to be interested in all these causes. There's, I mean, you open a newspaper, or not that we do anymore, but you open a website and the news site, and there's so many causes and so many problems and so many things to fight for. So many, pro, so much material for protest songs. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's funny that so I mean, many problems is, in the world. It is fantastic that from a point of view of creating things about problems, yeah. that's fantastic. It's, I love it. I'm so grateful. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's a point that kind of comes up a lot when when I'm doing animal activism. <clears throat> you know, I'll be at, um, you know, some sort of like a fur protest or something like that. And there's always someone that says, why aren't you protesting or why aren't you helping pe- hungry people? Why aren't you doing this, solving this other problem? Why are you here doing this problem? And for me, like my response oh, well. a lot of times is like, well, it's because <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. Like I might be doing yeah. that tomorrow. I've got but, another one at four o'clock. Another protest. That, I mean, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Or, or my favorite is to ask them, like, "Oh, let me know. Like, what what are you doing? I'll help you today. Like, I'll go with you mm-hmm. when you go." And of course, they're just trying to find a reason <laughs> to like dismiss what I'm working on. But it is actually a a kind of a curiosity, I guess. Like, why when there are so many things to um to address, why do mm-hmm. we choose the things that we do? Well, I'm going to answer that question with a great question, with a great answer. For, but first, I just want to say one thing that popped into my head. I remembered about, you know, all these new crises popping up all the time. And one of them was about uh, all these mink that were being farmed all over the world. And now we discover them because they're getting the coronavirus. And who knew about all this? Probably you did, but I didn't know about all this, these mink farms and huge mint farms in places like Denmark. I mean... What's that all about? I mean, you think they're at least, you think that stuff's in Asia, but in in a country like Denmark, I mean, so all these is- new issues coming all the time. But um, so I had an amazing interview with Joel Backen, who made this documentary 
called the corporation and the new corporation. Have you have you heard of this? I haven't. So he's um he's obviously a filmmaker as well now, and he wrote a book before that. But before that, he was a law professor, and he realized that that from analyzing corporations that the corporation has if it ha- if you did a personality test and the way it has to look out for itself and the way it cannot have empathy and the way it cannot um, be caring in any way because it is legally obliged to give profit to shareholders and it can be sued by them if it doesn't it has the psych- psychology psycho- psychological profile of a psychopath hmm. all the problems that we are talking about come from the corporation and the structure of businesses having to go for profit and so if we didn't do that i mean imagine if we if it was all local businesses and imagine that like so it's the it's a small town america and everything's made there and so you wouldn't go to the tobacconists and in the back room he has a a dog tied to the table and he's pumping in smoke just to see the effect on the dog's lungs you'd you'd have a posse in there no you'd rip his house down i mean or and imagine you know the pharmacy next door is has a has a, you go in there and there's a in the back room he has a rabbit and he's dropping all the makeup into the eyes just to just to see you know he doesn't want to give the customers so you go on and all down the street you know and you wouldn't ha- corporations wouldn't get away with all this stuff if it wasn't outsourced so the structure of the corporations is I looked back on all the issues that I've been writing about and. It was all because of, of the corporations. So there is this kind of, I did notice that red line hmm. behind things. So the problematic things that these corporations do, they're able to like portray themselves as being separate from them because, oh, well, the, the scientists do that testing or, you know, like, you know, the various problems that they hmm. create or are doing, you know, like. Yeah, yeah well, they, they have to outsource everything. So. They they're legally obliged to minimize risk, you know. So they they're you know, you know even Apple. I don't. I'm paraphrasing, but they don't own any. Don't really make any computers. Everything's done by other people, and it's all it's all outsourced. So yeah, if we didn't have that corporate structure, and if we didn't didn't if we bought local. So he he after interviewing him, I ran on to he introduced me to a string of guests that he'd been on his show, his uh, documentary. People like Vandana Shiva, who's taking on Bill Gates and uh, Monsanto and many other activists um, who are encouraging people to act local and solve the problems themselves by not 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 be, not cooperating with the corporations because they're doing everything correctly. You know, they're the system mm-hmm. and it's functioning as it's supposed to. There's no there's not a big conspiracy in that respect. You know, this is this is how it's supposed to be. It's just inherently flawed. So and it leads to the destruction of the planet. I don't know if you've seen the ending, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I need to see I need to see that. It's really interesting. When I think of it, like I have a hard time sort of understanding those big picture type things. But I like I'm thinking about how I could relate it to myself and most of my work is teaching music. And I could, if I wanted to, start a business and send all my money that comes from my students into that business so that if something goes wrong. <laughs> the mm. the the irs can't couldn't it wouldn't come for me they'd come for this business i made up but it's just right, a thing right. we're all like okay yeah that's a separate thing from you now we just agree like it seems like the extension yeah. of that is like what we're talking about you know 
Oh, yeah, you have to watch that documentary because it originally came from um, the history of these things. It was from slaves. They were trying to give slaves equal rights and they gave them equal rights. So I'm paraphrasing again, I'm butchering it, but basically some in some small way, the corporations came in and said, yes, we also demand the same rights as an individual, even though we're technically not an individual. They inserted some clause, you know, back in the, the 19th century and... Um, and it's still in there, and they, so they have the same rights as, a, as, a, as an individual, but they don't, but they're not a person. So. Mm. <laughs> and have you ever heard of them being broken up as well? But um, yeah, go check it out. The, the Corporation and the New Corporation, fantastic documentaries, and yeah. Let's talk about a, another song, Shane Claiborne. We both, well, we both have an interest in Shane Claiborne, and we both um, talked, you talked with him on your podcast too, right? Is that? Yeah, yeah. What a guy. I mean, Talk about the real spirit of Christianity. I mean, to go into Iraq when the bombs were being dropped and to stand side by side with the Christians in the while well, the Americans were bombing the place. And he's just uh, a dynamo. So yeah, I didn't know what to write a song about, but I did. Uh, he has helps with this charity called Breaking Guns. Uh, sorry, Beating Guns. I always make that mistake. So they beat guns into garden tools. So they have a you know a kiln. A, a fire, you know, and the, and the big metal, what do you call it? Ang- angle, anvil? Uh, anvil, angle. yeah. Anvil, yeah. And so they beat, and it's very, so people, some people, they bring a gun that's killed someone, you know, and it's very emotional for people and they, they bang it into shape and they say the person's name and their tears streaming down their face and, uh, and then they make, they make it into a garden trowel. Um, that, I, this is the first moment I'm realizing it's not just a metaphor <laughs> of beating guns into garden tools. They got a portable little stove uh, thing. They go around and do it in communities. And yeah, you got a lot of guns over there in America. Yeah, we really do. Yeah. And strangely, <laughs> I'm 52 years old and I have not touched one, a, a single gun in my entire life. And I'm mm. still here to tell the tale. <laughs> like You're doing okay, yeah? Yeah, I have not needed a gun yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't go into a huge topic because I don't have any experience of myself with guns. I mean, we do it. We don't over here. We seem to do okay without them. But um, yeah, yeah, Ooh. Not, sh- not quite um, sure. <laughs> we should listen to "Beating Guns" and then we could talk about it a little bit more. Uh, here is "Beating Guns" from Jack Stafford. Beat swords into plows, sow seeds of peace. Grow a world of hope And be released Bang, bang, goodbye This gun's reborn Transformed in the fire No more we mourn I love my country I love freedom I'll stand up for my rights, I know that I need them But the Constitution never had guns or swords Don't need no amendments to the words of the law Beat guns into hammers yeah. Melt bullets into nails Build heaven on earth Cause like this we fail Fill your head with bread Make your heart sincere Don't need a hold a gun Amen. 
once you let go of fear oh, 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 oh. I beat my guns into garden tools Gonna grow food for the hungry Someone breaks into my house to steal Gonna sit them down, cook them a meal Hammer out hatred Smelt down mistrust Forge a new future That's fair and just Lock and load with love Set your sights on harmony Take a shot of solidarity Pull the trigger on peace My little boy went to school one day And he never came home I don't want you to pray for him I don't want you to pray for me I want you to pray for gun control No more guns Hammer out hatred Smelt down mistrust Forge that's fair and just Lock a load with love Set your sights on harmony Take a shot at solidarity Pull the trigger on peace That was Jack Safford's Breaking Guns, and he's with me right now. This is a podcast, so you've probably been listening, so I don't need to... I always have this moment of like, I'm here with Jack Stafford as if someone might be tuning in in the middle. <laughs> what, is, what is the process like for putting these songs together? Do you do the interview first and then let that inspire the, the, the song? In 90% of cases, yeah, I interview the guest first and then I write the song. And I have this magic moment after a podcast when I'm very inspired, you know, because I'm I'm up, you know what, you know how you feel after a podcast, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're buzzing, you know. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm excited, and that really translates into a good song. So I I channel the song, you know. I, usually there's one line like you know, whatever you know, a change is coming or drunk on the cork or or we don't know what we don't know, and so. And when you've got the guitar and you're strumming a chord, there's usually one way to say that. So mm -hmm. it comes into your head and then you kind of build the rest. You've got the DNA there and then you can add lyrics. But actually, I think in 10% of times I have already written the song or I want someone to say this specific thing. And I already do have a song in the area. Like Sweet Dharma was a song you said you liked and I did already have the song and I just needed a Buddhist monk to speak to. So I searched high and low for one. <laughs> And then we spoke about uh, you know, the way about Buddhism and Vipassana and things like that. But then I did, I was clear with him that I, you can't lie to a monk. No. <laughs> so I did, I had written the song before, but uh, it, no, in, I mean, we've done a hundred songs in the last year and um, I would never have been able to do that without, without all the inspiration because they, I just wouldn't have anything to say, you know? Yeah. You know, there's another piece of that that I'm curious about. I ask this question a lot, I think because and I feel a little selfish asking it because always for me <laughs> that I'm asking the question. And that is like the the part of the song that comes between being inspired and the song. 
being finished. Like that's a place that I get stuck. Like I have a hard time getting into action with these things. It seems like that isn't a problem for you because you've recorded so many songs. Is there a reason mm. why? Well, we have a production team, so I don't do it all by myself. So every Monday we have the, I go to a, to a studio with three other musicians and we, we bang through two or three songs in a day. So we have a one day where we have to do it. So I've recorded, I recorded all the structure before with a, with acoustic guitar in one track and then the vocals on top. And then they usually mute the guitar and they, so that I don't keep sounding like uh, Woody Guthrie on every song. (laughs) And then, so when they they change it, you know, they do a, make it into a reggae version or a, or a pop song or an indie or a rock, depending on, you know, how they're feeling. And so every song is just transformed with these, with these musicians that I work with. So I give complete credit to those guys. Wow. (laughs) That's really cool. So having that built-in structure and the built-in deadlines seems to be a big... That's where you go go wrong, Michael. You've got to get yourself this team, you know, these musicians locked in the the basement and you just throw down a a song once a week and they dive on it. Yeah. Well, with that, the next question in my mind, and maybe this is different because I'm in the United States where like, uh, I don't know, money is not really tied to art... (laughs) very much how how are you funding this whole project does it fund itself with the podcast not yet but the rates are much lower than than america it's uh it is a very good rate so i am able to do it and you know with savings that i've accumulated before i'm not money i'm not monetizing in any way yet i haven't made the money any money back but i have a i'm very confident and i hope that with this cumulative effect of working with other musicians now so this pod songs 2.0 the new strategy is i i i have on a guest every week but also have on a guest musician so we release it through spotify all the usual channels as a collaboration so all their fans will see it all their followers will see it and so it i'll be releasing 50 you know i'll do one episode a week so that's 52 singles a year together with other artists so that should really give give a big boost because I thought originally interviewing famous people would help, but it turns out they only tweet it once, you know, and that's a lot after what they've had for breakfast and yeah. it's not really getting the... But with musicians, they, you know, they I want people, musicians with followers and so they tweet it to their followers and then we build up this relationship and this kind of funnel, um, which I hope will work. Yeah. It sounds like it would have to, like, you know. Yeah, how could it fail? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a really smart, like the whole thing. I mean, it's a smart idea, but it's also it, it's smart from like a business standpoint. But it's also fascinating from a creative activist standpoint, right? Oh and, yeah. And in a lot of ways, you know, it sort of answers the question about how do you decide which which problem to address with your activism with a podcast. It seems you're able to address a lot of different things just by talking to different people. Oh, definitely. So I used to, I used to reach out to the famous guests who'd been on Joe Rogan and everywhere. And then I'd find a musician and a list of those people who were available and interested to musicians. No, sorry. I, I did the first 90 songs myself. So I did that, you know, so I got up to speed and then I got tired of hearing the, 
sound of my own voice as well and this is also such a fantastic experience i wanted to share it with other musicians and and so but now i go to the musician first because i want them to be super interested for the interview i want them to be super engaged i want them to be able to write an amazing song and i want them to com- to promote the hell out of it afterwards so i wanted them to do it if they would do it as if they would do it for free you know if it's something they would already do so you know and everyone they're picking issues i would never have thought of like one one lady in australia is super interested in um retro clothes uh, vintage clothes she really feels that that's the way that's a huge way to stop uh the waste in our consumer society materialistic mm-hmm. society if we all just if we all buy second hand so if we recycle a lot so she's wants to do that and she wants to interview someone who's made an app, a website for an app um and some fashion designers and then yeah i would not i'm i, I like vintage but i would never have thought of writing a, a protest song about it so or doing an episode about it so so now we're going to get all these different people who are into vintage on one episode i'm not going to do vintage again i mean this is going to be i'm going to if i'm going to do a vintage song i better go all out yeah so so maybe we have two or three guests you know i mean who knows i haven't really we haven't decided on the format yet but it's it's going to be fun so we have a common interest in um i i'm hesitant to say interest i have an interest in going to india um and and you've been to india and and on your uh, press kit, it talks about uh, spiritual awakening in India. Um, that's a that's a pretty big topic to just kind of toss out at you. Um, but I have just before, just to kind of give you my point of reference. There's um, I've had this idea to do um, kind of what what you're doing with um, building yourself a reason to write a song. You know, like meeting people that give you a topic. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. with my work, I go places and try to create situations that I can write about. And the one I want to do and was right on track to do right before COVID hit was go to India and volunteer with a, um, a rescue, an animal rescue that administers medical care to animals on the street. Um, but of course, COVID happened. So it's still on the back burner. So I haven't been to India, um, but I'm very curious in people who have, and of course, about your, your, your personal experience spiritually there. Sure. I mean, I can go down the rabbit hole on that one, but uh, I don't know how, if you just want travel advice, maybe. (laughs) Well, I like the spiritual advice and like, well, spiritual experience or whatever, like whatever comes up for you about it, because it's obviously a a big topic for you. Sure, sure. Well, I can skim over the top and then if you want me to go deeper, you just let me know. Okay. Because um, I went to the South, which is uh, Kerala and also a bit of Tamil Nadu. Um, Those, it's India light. I mean, it's the richest part of India. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you're going to go to the north. That's it's a lot more intensive. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was great down there. Um, I went many times because I'm very into Ayurveda. I got into Ayurveda before I was traveling. I was um, living in Amsterdam, and I had many health problems. And I thought Ayurveda really helped me. I came across it and got really into it it's such a such a logical system you know you kind of eat in seasons you know, you balance the elements you know the the qualities of the food the dry the light the hot the cold the, all these different gunas and it's it's fantastic so i went to india repeatedly to get some treatments and yeah i found you know you always want to find the good guy no i want, I want the best guy and <laughs> yeah i went to a few 
a few places now gradually because there's a lot of touristy clinics you know there's a lot of ayurveda spas and finally after i think a fourth or fifth trip i did find a really really good doctor and he gave me some super super deep treatments with these these oils that seep into the body and kind of boost your prana you know i could i could i was really energized you know and um fantastic i was there for about two months and uh, during that time i started waking up every night about three 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 at uh, 333 on the dot and that was kind of strange you know so i googled it and that says you kind of he says you look for synchronicities you know in the daytime yeah we all have these synchronicities now you know we're having a lot now when i look at your website but um so i saw kundalini everywhere and I started getting more into Kundalini and I read about the serpent power. The doctor recommended I read that and I found this teacher online and I got into that. And then I found a society. He was a member of this spiritual society in England called the Etheria Society, which is a really, it's the kind of the religion of the future. So it says UFOs. It says we evolve into living on other planets, basically. It says when you raise Kundalini, this is mm-hmm. when you raise Kundalini to the crown chakra and you achieve become an uh, ascended. You go from enlightenment, cosmic consciousness, ascension. Then you can leave the life cycle of this earth at this frequency of vibration because the electromagnetic spectrum, we all, matter exists at different frequencies of vibration. Consciousness exists. So when we die, for example, we go to another realm where it's just exactly in the same space but at a different frequency of vibration so all these you know ghosts and everyone are between the realms but so you're in two cycles of reincarnation on the astral plane which is right here could be under a mountain could be under the sea on the astral plane but it's still physical but it's a different frequency so you come out of each chakra to go onto each plane and so and all the other planets are habited but at a different frequency so okay it might be gas or, or or completely no life now in our base level of but if you go to another frequency it's it's fully habited you know so we're in this classroom and when we become an ascended master we can go to another planet and then we evolve on another planet and drive a ufo it takes twenty thousand years to learn to drive a ufo in our earth time so you you do these all these life cycles on these other planets so it was kind of strange to run into, you know, I'm in India, I'm learning <laughs> about, you know, I wanted to meet someone like Sadhguru, you know, in uh-huh. robes and, but no, I'm learning about an English metaphysical society. Um, so it's super weird, super weird thing, but I'm, I've been into it now and I'm, I'm now the representative in Italy for the Ethereum Society and I'm promoting it on your show uh, <laughs> and it's given me, I want to do pod songs because I wanted to promote it because I've just given you a very, a very broad brushstrokes but there's so many deep teachings because it's like, you know, it's all the traditional yoga teachings, the Sanskrit and the, but they're all in code, you know, about the Logi and the other, you know, the Buddhism as well. They don't really go into it because, you know, a truth told too early is the same as a truth told too late. They would never, if you told them about spaceships, they'd, you know, they'd be, they'd ask you about the wind in the, in the moon or near them. Is there windy on the moon or something like that? You know, with how do the sails get, so it's all but now i think the consciousness with ufos people are more people believe in ufos than god now i think so 
I think it's time. It's coming out now. So we're on to this awakening. Yeah. You want to sign up? I, there's, <laughs> I'm going a lot of places mentally, perhaps spiritually. I just blew you. I that. just went along. <laughs> no, I, I'm really glad you talked about a lot of that stuff. I can't tell if this is another synchronicity or if it just, for whatever reason, connected for me. Uh, I was doing a meditation this morning. I've been trying to get in the routine of doing this, um, practicing. And um, one of the, it was just the Headspace app. And one of the things he said, and I heard him say this before, is that when we're in traffic, we, we're we in traffic, but we also are the traffic. Like that, real, realizing that you're a part of this whole thing. Uh, you know, like this idea, you know, I imagine myself, I get very <laughs> impatient in traffic <laughs> and that sort of like realization of like, but I, I am, I'm doing this too. Like I'm in someone else's way. We're all in each other's way, <laughs> but we're all doing something. We're all trying to go this way. Um, but it, something about that, the different um, frequencies mm. and maybe uh, correct me if I didn't understand this part correctly, but as the idea is, as we die, we, you know, our bodies die. We stay in the same world, like still on the same planet, but just in a different frequency. Is that the kind of basic idea? Yeah, exactly. So there's, you have, um, you have many bodies. I think it's six or seven. So you have the physical body, the, the mental body, the etheric body, the astral body. There's, and so when you die, you leave the physical, and you you know these NDEs that people are floating away, you know, and then then you leave one behind another body, and it floats near the corpse for a long time. That's when mm-hmm. you see, if you're psychic, you can see them near the cemeteries, and yeah, then you 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 go for a rest, and then you go to reincarnate on the astral plane, but you're not born there. You're you're in physical your physical form. So that's another realm. Is another people say dimensions. That's confusing because you know you see people say 4d and 5d it's we we all exist in seven dimensions there's not possible to be because 3d if you think about it is height length and breadth it's a measurements mm-hmm. so that's the three dimensions so the fourth dimension must be a measurement it's not a space so the fourth dimension is time everything is measured in a time frame yeah mm-hmm. the sixth, fifth dimension is motion everything is in motion everything so that you can measure motion and then the, the mind and will are the other measurements. So they're a bit deeper. But uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, think about realms and they're all, you know, we're all blinking. They're all just existing together, which I have a hard travel gas- time gasping, grasping as well. That hmm. there could be a, a city or hopefully, hopefully there's a nice cathedral on the other realm where I am. But there's also very, there's four realms below and six above. So the lower realms are here, but... They are very much darker places, and that's where some people go. Hopefully, not you or I or, or any of the listeners, but uh, yeah. yeah, there is. Everyone goes to the, a classroom that goes to have the experiences that they that they want to have. You know, the, 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 their base. You know, it's like if you look at a city. You know, you, you're not hanging around the the drag bar downtown in the dirtiest area. You know. Yeah, it's the same as in a city, you know. So people gravitate towards different people who vibrate at the same level as them. But here on this realm, we're all together. Yeah. Ooh, <clears throat> it's so interesting when you yeah. first were talking about going to other planets. My first thought mm. was like, "Oh no, that's not right. like I was imagining people like uh, 
Elon Musk and his rocket ship going to other planets. But it's not us. It's not this realm of people. Like it's graduating and going to other places. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why. So we, this is a classroom. We, you know, we're learning. So I guess you know, even Elon Musk is learning on these things, but they're doing it at a great cost to uh, the planet and yeah, and their fellow man. But um, yeah, everyone's everyone's evolving in their own way. So. Wow, I had no idea we were going to go there, but I'm so happy we did. Like that type of thought is really great for me because it makes me, you know, realize like even the afterlife is part of our current experience. It's not mm. some it's not the next it's all we're all related right now. It's really uh, a hopeful kind of thought for me. Yeah, yeah, it's a, you know, if if you if anyone who's seriously studied reincarnation there's so much testimony for it, so much NDEs. I mean, there's professors in university. There's a, the University of Virginia has a whole department on it. It's just been, it's just not at our current time in society is not commonly accepted, but it's, you know, it's well proven. And the people, children born with birthmarks and memories and, and the same with UFOs, you know, I mean, how many millions of people have seen, you know, UFOs and have testimony for that. So if, if you put the two and two together, we're must we're on an everything's on an evolutionary path though we're all developing though there's no there's no point in it so if we are having these reincarnatory lives you know where do we go to to sit on a cloud twiddling our thumbs you know it sounds like hell to me so yeah there must be some way so to tie those two ideas in together you know when the penny drops and you you read books like the nine freedoms which uh were from are available from the ethereum society explaining it much better than myself um by much higher masters than me it yeah. really um really just blows your mind as much as i'd love to talk to you forever in our well i guess we're going to we're going to have our seven hour uh series yeah, where are you going <laughs> it's time it's just time for our break <laughs> where um, you have to have me back on the show michael I'm, oh yeah I'm waiting um, for, my second for sure appearance. um what in the meantime where's the best place for people to find your podcast find your music anything else about you sure well it's not difficult to find it's podsongs.com it's podsongs on instagram podsongs on facebook podsongs on twitter everywhere just search for podsongs oh perfect you'll find me and i'll I'll put links in the show notes of my podcast um, <laughs> with the understanding that currently my podcast website is like a total shit show, <laughs> but ultimately huh. the links will be there and easy to find. Okay. <laughs> um, we have a another song to listen to and it kind of reflects back to a lot of what you're talking about with the Ethereal Society. Uh, the song is called Most Caterpillars Don't Believe in Butterflies. Is there something you'd like to say about the song before we listen to it um yeah enjoy it and please uh, <laughs> please follow it please share it on spotify and deezer and you can buy it from our website for a dollar help support the band um yeah please subscribe to obviously um michael's podcast but also podsongs.com podsongs podcast would really help if you could do that mm, i love it well thanks so much for joining me today and uh we'll give a listen to the song thanks so much Thank you.
Most caterpillars don't believe in butterflies You make a chrysalis, then you die Despite the butterfly sighting Butterflies in the sky Tricks of the light or cloud formations Flocks of birds or your expectations Who knows, who can say Don't look, they'll go away Caterpillars are apathetic They're focused on their leaf Don't bother me with spiritual things I'm focused on the here and now Most caterpillars don't believe in butterflies You make a chrysalis, then you die Despite the butterfly Freedoms explains it all How bravery, love and service Lead to enlightenment and cosmic consciousness Then ascension and interplanetary existence Before we go to Saturn and then life on the sun Many more things are mentioned It's a lot to take in when talking to caterpillars It's hard to know where to begin The caterpillar government's not helping things I guess they have their reasons But I know one day that everyone will see Inevitably That becoming butterflies is hard Destiny. Until then, most caterpillars don't believe in butterflies. You make a chrysalis, then you die. Despite the butterfly sightings. That was most caterpillars don't believe in butterflies from Jack Stafford. Thank you, Jack, for being on the podcast today. And thank you, listeners, for listening to the podcast today. Be sure to check out Jack's music and his podcast, Pod Songs. All, as I mentioned before, there will be links in the show notes. And you know, I forgot to mention in the beginning of the show, and I forgot to thank at the beginning of the show, the many patrons of this podcast who subscribe on patreon.com to uh, the show. I'm, I'm not using my usual script, so I'm <laughs> feeling a little stuck, but that's okay. The end of the show always feels like it, it, it can be a little more free form. Uh, I'm, I'm about to do a um, aside within an aside, which I guess is what this is. So I was going to do even a further aside. So let me go all the way back and say thank you, patrons, for being a part of this podcast. Um, people who subscribe to this podcast for $5 or more get uh, free zines in the mail, uh, digital downloads of all the previous scenes I've had in my albums and uh, books. And what else do they get? Oh, bonus podcasts. There are nearly 70 bonus podcasts that you'll have immediate access to if you subscribe. So if you like this podcast and you want to help keep it going, uh, going to Patreon and subscribing is a great 
idea, and that'll help with other stuff. And uh, <laughs> you get the idea. Uh, take care, and I'll see you next time.